0: This is London. German bombers last night launched what was probably the most widespread air attack against England since the war began. Bombs fell on a town in the northwest of England, destroying several houses and causing an unknown number of casualties. A number of places in the southeast, a few places in the northeast, and southwest, and in Wales were bombed. Some property was set on fire by incendiary bombs. This morning's official communique makes no mention of damage to industrial plants. There are no reports of German planes shot down. Twelve high-explosive bombs were dropped by a lone German plane near a town in the southeast of England this morning. Buildings where men at work were machine-gunned. There were some casualties. The windows of houses were blown in, and there was some material damage. The Germans have renewed their mine-laying operations around British harbors. This activity, coupled with their determined attacks against coastal shipping, are seen by some as a sign that the long-promised invasion is not imminent. The Overseas League has decided to give a tea party on August 15th, that date freely mentioned by the Germans when they were to end the war against Britain. The tea party is to be given for members of His Majesty's forces from overseas, who are cordially invited to celebrate the non-arrival of Hitler and Mussolini according to plan. In the days of peace, Britain had a number of distressed areas, regions that had been stripped by mining and industry and left as barren deserts where there was no work. Today, distressed areas are being created all around the coast, particularly in those areas where German invasion threatens. People have left their homes, their shops and offices, and come inland. Shopkeepers have seen their customers depart, their businesses dwindle, but still they must pay rent and taxes. The government is being urged to provide some measure of relief for these new distressed areas in order that the nation as a whole may share the sacrifices imposed upon those who live and work, or rather who did, who did live and work, in the coastal areas. It's a problem which will tax the resources and the ingenuity of the government seriously during coming months. There's another problem which the winter will bring if there is no invasion, and that is how the morale and spirit of some 20 divisions of troops, many of them from overseas, is to be maintained during the wet, black winter of inactivity. We're assured by responsible officials that Britain will not go hungry during the winter. But it takes more than food to fight a war. Britain's immediate need is for munitions and machines. Manpower in the factories rather than in the army. Mr. Bevan, the Minister of Labor, is now undertaking a survey, which many people have urged for months. He is conducting an inquiry into the working history of more than a million men. Every man who has been an engineer or a metal worker since 1929 must register and give the details of his experience. Failure to register may involve a fine of $400 or three months in jail. The Minister of Labor wants to put all the men who have had experience as engineers or metal workers back to work at their old trades. And he has the power to tell them where they will work and for what wage. After repeated questions in the House of Commons and criticism in the daily press, Prince Frederick of Prussia, 29-year-old grandson of the ex-Kaiser, has been interned. He has been in England since the beginning of the war and has spent most of his time as the house guest of various distinguished British subjects. London diplomatic circles believe the four-cornered diplomatic crisis over the rich province of French Indochina will soon be resolved. Japan demands military, naval, and air bases in this region, and the government of Marshal Pétain has not yet agreed. Native Tonganese and Annamite troops are massing, and French submarines there have left their bases. While Germany is reported pressing the French to yield, China has answered by concentrating two or three armies at Yunnan to the north. They're believed ready to enter the French possession the moment the Japanese move. Facing some 50,000 Indochinese soldiers are two divisions of Japan's mechanized troops. The bulk of the Japanese navy is now reported lying between the island of Hainan and the coast of Indochina. If Marshal Payton resists, there appears no doubt that Indochina Indo- will become a battlefield. Now, the diplomatic correspondent of the Daily Herald this morning declares that the men of Vichy will not resist. Japan, it's believed here, will use the same technique that Russia used with the small Baltic states. She will take over the strategic points granted her, and moving out from them, 300 American planes are believed stored in Indochina, planes which were bought by the Chinese Air Force, but pilots to fly them are lacking. I return you now to CBS in New York.